Welcome to the Raw and Uncensored Ambitious Podcast. During our time here together, I will be instilling all of the strength, power, and determination you will need to use the very stones thrown at you to build your ultimate empire. We will redefine the word bitch from the derogatory to the acronym being in total control of herself. So let's adjust our crowns and prepare to live life ambitiously. Oh, yeah, here I am. The original HBIC, Katie motherfucking Boyd. So here I am again, sitting on the floor in my closet. This is a very humbling experience, but uh, I've been humbled in so many freaking ways in the last, like, I don't know, three fucking years. (laughs) Writing a book. That'll humble your ass real motherfucking quick. So today's ambitious podcast is the top five things that I learned while writing Ambitious the book. So if you guys follow the Ambitious movement and you follow me on Katie Boyd Ambitious on Instagram, and then you've also liked my Katie Boyd Ambitious Facebook page, you know that the first modality of the book launch is up and popping. And that's on Amazon Kindle. So if you have an Amazon Kindle, get over there to Amazon and uh, search Katie Boyd Ambitious. Make sure that you spell the word ambitious correctly and get the pre-sale. So if you're a Kindler, then you can get your pre-sale right now and you'll actually have the pre-sale in your hands on September 15th. That's the actual uh, launch date of the book coming to your Kindle. But I wanted to talk about uh, just some realness. The last like month of my life, when I tell you it has been a baby diaper full of explosive like diarrhea, like if a baby was allergic to formula and it would just shit up its back every day. That has literally been what the last month of my life. And I'm like laughing, like almost like the Joker, like crazily. Like I'm not laughing like, oh, this is funny. I'm laughing like this is crazy. That has been the last month of my life. Baby diaper full of explosive poo. And it smells really bad. And it's like orange in color. That has been my life. Uh, Getting this book up and out uh, was, in my opinion, just as difficult as writing it for the last three years. If you have followed the Ambitious Movement, you know from other podcasts and just like, you know, I'm very open on social media. I tell the truth. And uh, when I first started writing Ambitious... Uh, I lost the entire manuscript, like 40,000, almost 40,000 words. If you guys have ever written in your life or even like gone to school and had to write like massive long papers, you know how freaking many words that is. It's, huh, it was devastating. Um, and I had a nervous breakdown. And three days later, I like pulled myself up by my bootstraps because that w- that's what my grandmother, my Nana Pearl taught me. Stiffen your upper lip, point your tits out and pull yourself up by your b- bootstraps, whatever the fuck that means, and get your shit together. And I did. And I rewrote the entire book from scratch with no notes, no timeline, nothing. Uh, obviously, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, And the next book that I write will be a totally different experience because now I feel like because I was put through the absolute hellfire that I know what I'm doing now to a point. But today I wanted to really talk about the top five things that I learned in 
uh, in writing this book. Let me tell you something. If you're out there and you're like, I want to write a book, you should definitely write a book. Don't let anyone tell you that you're not smart enough, that you can't do it, but you got to have a team. Um, and I'm going to also talk about that today too. But before I start, I want to read the foreword. Yes, yes, exclusive. Not even the people that are getting their pre-sale on Kindle uh, has read this. I think there's only like three people in the world that have read this foreword. Uh, so well, a good friend of mine, her name is Candace Marino. She's now a good friend of mine. I didn't know that she even freaking existed. Candace, I love you. That's not that's not a mean thing. That's just that we we didn't know. Um, and she was actually friends with a friend of mine that was on my television show, uh, Wicked Fit. And that's how we kind of connected. Um, someone had, that person had posted something that I had written. And then Candace was like, who is this fucking bitch? And she went on my social media and she just started like going down the rabbit hole. And then obviously she fell in love with me because I'm very lovable. <laughs> I'm very worthy of being lovable. Um, but it's funny because everyone's like, well, why don't you get a famous author to write your foreword? Which I totally could have done. But I really wanted to make this book for the people and not just for my own like pomp and circumstance and my own ego. Even though I'm working on getting rid of my ego, it's fucking work in progress. But um, I wanted it to be for the people, by the people. You know what I'm saying? And Candace had reached out to me and then we just like fell in love. And I was like, you know what? I want you to write the foreword of my book because she, and I'm going to read it in a second, but she took everything that I teach in Ambitious and she totally changed her life soup to nuts. And that is what the ambitious movement is all about. If you take the tools and the ideas and, and you actually put them into play, your entire life will change. But the problem is, is that is that people are pussies and they're lazy and they just want to fucking complain and play the victim. And, you know, Candace will tell you in her forward, she was like that until she really put all of the principles and the precepts that the ambitious movement really puts into play. And she she did it and she changed her whole entire life. So I want to read before I get into the the top five things that I learned while writing ambitious. I want to read the foreword of my book that she wrote. Ahem, let me clear my throat. So this is the first time, this is exclusive, guys. Like This is the first time that anyone is really reading this other than like Matt and like my editor. <laughs> Seriously. So here it is, the foreword of Ambitious the Book by Candace Marino. My name is Candace Marino, better known as the LA Facialist. I work with clients such as Kourtney Kardashian, Miranda Kerr, Erica Jane, and Chloe Grace Moretz, and the amazing Katie Boyd. I'm not an author, a yogi, or a life coach. Heck, I'm not even a college graduate. So I was shocked when Katie asked me to write the foreword to her book. Obviously, I said yes, but I also kind of shit my pants. See, Katie is more than just a friend. She's a freaking life changer. Katie came into my life unexpectedly at a time when I desperately needed a spiritual kick in the ass. What happened to my life in the course of a year after meeting Katie feels like an actual dream. Cut to New York, New Year's Eve 2018 on the cusp of 2019. 
I've never considered myself a basic bitch, but in December 2018, I found myself living the most low vibrational, robotic, basic bitch life. I was working in a toxic environment that had eaten me alive and turned me into someone I didn't recognize or even remotely liked. I completely lost myself, hated my career, and even questioned who the hell I was. Every time I punched the clock, a little piece of me died. I decided I didn't want to live my life this way. I didn't want to dread my work or waste another year allowing someone or a circumstance to dictate my happiness. I am a firm believer that happiness is a choice. So on New Year's Eve, I proclaimed I was ready to leave behind the things that no longer serve me. And I promised myself I would take the steps to allow myself to live the life of my dreams. I kept telling myself out loud that I was ready to elevate, but I couldn't quite pull the trigger on quitting. A couple of weeks later, I stumbled upon Katie on Instagram. I was immediately drawn to her personality, equal parts charming and abrasive. I saw myself in her. I felt instantly connected. I watched one of her videos and, hours later, found myself with an empty pint of Ben and Jerry's and a giant wake-up call. At the end of her feed, I scrambled to find more, which led me to the Ambitious Podcast. Over the years, I've dabbled in self-help gurus and spiritual artists, but never quite made it past the first few seconds of anyone's videos, podcasts, or the first few pages of their book. I just cannot connect with the everything is peaceful, perfect, and serene vibe. For me, I need to feel someone's raw, authentic self shine through the pages, airwaves, videos, in order to believe them. I need to hear a fuck or a shit, or I'm just not buying it. While everything being peaceful, perfect, and serene sounds absolutely lovely, it's just not realistic, and I don't have time for that. If I did, I'd be riding on a goddamn Pegasus right now. I listened to Katie for two days straight, any chance I could, in the shower, in the car, at work, in between clients. I must have looked psychotic because I openly cried and laughed in public while listening on my headphones, and I didn't give a fuck. I just kept listening. And then the most unexpected thing happened. I found myself hammering out my resignation letter. It was an out-of-body experience, almost as if I was looking down at myself typing it. I had no clue what I was about to do to myself or to my career, but I realized staying in that job was actual death sentence. I didn't know what came next, but I trusted that the universe would have my back because I had good intentions. And holy shit, I was right. What happened next was nothing short of a miracle. I followed Katie's steps to declutter my life. I fiercely pursued starting my own business so I could be in control of my life instead of allowing someone else to control it. I promised myself I would not allow adulthood to dilute the person I was meant to be. As human beings and as adults, it's easy to get stuck on the hamster wheel of society going through the motions and collecting life achievements you don't even want instead of actually living. I was on that path. The moment I said, fuck it, and I'm so glad I did. I now wake up every morning with a grateful heart, purpose, joy, and enthusiasm because I am actively working toward the life I know I want and deserve. In just one year, my life has completely changed. I'm happier, making more money than ever, spending more time with my family and friends, 
traveling whenever I want, mentoring others in my industry, and working for me. I'm free. I did the work, but Katie led me there. So cheers to you for picking up this book. You are one step closer to changing your life. Katie is about to take you on a transformational journey, one that is actually work, (laughs) but is also a major investment in your happiness and your future. A year from now, you might be in awe of how far you've come. The time is going to pass anyhow, so spend it wisely. With love and a whole lot of gratitude, Candace Marino, the LA Facialist. So you can actually follow Candace at the LA Facialist and, um, on Instagram. And you can also visit her website, www.thelafacialist.com. Uh, thank you so much, Candace, for this. Like, you have no freaking idea how much this meant to me. Uh, just reading these words when she had emailed them to me after I asked her to do this for me, just it's why I do what I do, you know? And let me tell you something. <laughs> uh, the last three years of my life, uh, writing this book has been one of the hardest things that I've ever done in my life. And if you have known me for a really long time, like I have friends still to this day from middle school and high school, and I still have friends from, you know, when I first started Katie Boyd's Misfit Club back in 1999. Like if you really know me, you know that I'm a, a motherfucking gangster. I'm a hard ass worker. Uh, I'm diligent. I'm determined. I don't take no for an answer. Um, and I am hardcore, but this book situation has literally brought me to my knees. It's been one of the most humbling experiences that I've ever had in my life. Uh, I've never felt so scared in my entire life and so out of my fucking comfort zone. And that is how I knew and still know now that this is exactly what I was supposed to do with my life. Because as you guys know, being the HBIC is all about running towards what makes you shit your pants and running towards what busts you out of your comfort zone. And writing this book has made me shit my pants figuratively and literally and has more than catapulted me um, out of my comfort zone. Seriously. Like, it's it has been an experience. But I wouldn't change it for the world because I know at the bottom of my little black heart that this book is going to catalyze a movement all across the globe for women and men. I mean, this is not just a a ladies book. Yes, it's very girly and yes, it's very divine feminine and it is geared towards women, but men also can take this book and really use it not only to better themselves, but to have better relationships with their significant others because there's a lot of stuff in this book about relationships So don't just poo-poo it like, oh, this girl has her high ponytail on the cover and her titties out and it's black and pink. It's got to be a girl's book. I think is just much wisdom in this book for men that there are for women. But, you know, you be the judge of that when you buy it. So today I want to talk about the top five things that I learned while writing Ambitious. And this is over a span of of, uh, three years. Uh, And... Remind me next time to not launch a book during uh, a global pandemic. <laughs> okay, that's been like the hardest thing because um, I want to obviously, 
you know, be loving and kind and understanding. But at the same time, I'm like, dude, people need this book more than ever. I had a chick on my Facebook page uh, who, who, when I first was talking about releasing the book, right when the pandemic struck, she inboxed me and she's like, how dare you? How dare you release a book? No one has any money. People are just trying to make it. And I'm like, yeah, that's why they need this book, you dumb bitch. (laughs) Don't fucking inbox me again. You're blocked, sister. Uh, I was like, you're so fucking dumb. People don't realize that the shit that they say is just so fucking stupid sometimes. And I just, I'm like, oh my God, another drifter coming for me. Uh, Blow me, okay? People need this book now more than ever. It's literally when I read this book back to myself, it's like I wrote, it's like I wrote this book for right now. It's crazy. And when you read it, you're going to be like, "Uh uh-huh, absolutely. All right, so here's number one. Here's the first thing that I learned uh, while writing this book. And this is a really hard one for me because if you know me, you know, like, I'm like, I got it. I'll do it myself. Fuck it. Uh, Because, you know, I've been let down by a lot of people in my life over the years that have worked with me and for me. You know, they drop the ball on shit. And then I kind of revert back to the old Katie way of thinking where it's just like, fuck it. I'll just do it myself. So the number one thing that I learned during writing Ambitious was uh, I need help. I need help. So the, re- the the help I'm talking about is actually like, I can't do it all myself, right? So when I first started writing the book, like I didn't have an editor. I didn't have a book cover designer. I didn't know how to publish it. I didn't understand anything. I was just like, I'm going to write this book. <laughs> yeah, uh, that didn't work out so well. So it was funny because I had just finished the actual manuscript. It was about a year ago. And a girlfriend of mine, her name is um, Deb Monk. She's also an author. Um, I was on her podcast and she was like, hey, do you have an editor? And I was like, "Uh, no, I don't. And she's like, oh, well, a really good friend of mine is a great editor. Her name is Shirley Jump. And I was like, oh, point me in the right direction. So I hired Shirley. We fell in love. Shirley was more my editor. I mean, obviously she edited grammar and she all that stuff because let me tell you something mom and hardly graduated high school okay I was such a fuck up in school uh that's why I think a lot of people um are like you wrote a book like you hardly graduated high school and I'm like suck a dick okay (laughs) yeah I wrote a book um but but it was because I was such a terrible student because I just I don't know high school for me was more fun just to like dress up it was like I was like the black haired Alicia Silverstone and Clueless, like, let's be honest. Okay. So she was more like the content editor, which she would help me take my ideas and then just like refine them and make them more user and reader friendly and just put more pizzazz into it. So that's what Shirley really did. And then, and then when we were done with that, she was like, okay, now we have to hire a copyright editor. I was like, what the fuck is that? So it was this woman who literally went through every line of the book and made sure it was like perfect and the grammar was perfect and um, the spacing was perfect. And she even like fact checked quotes and stuff like it was really crazy. I'm like, wow. So then I had her. Then then Shirley was like, okay, we have to find someone that's going to do like create the cover. And I was like, oh, fuck, Jesus Christ. Like this is a whole situation. So then we hired this incredible woman. Her name is Yvonne. And she was the one that did the whole entire cover, front and back, uh, the fonts, the beautiful colors, 
like she went through the entire book and then formatted it in all the different ebooks. Like who knew that this was an actual thing? Like I didn't know that like Amazon and like Rakuten and Barnes and Noble and all the places that you get a book like on like an ebook or an e-reader, every one of them have to be formatted differently. Like I had no idea. So she's the one that did all of that. And then at the end, we had this whole situation where I was like, oh my God, now I have to get this fucker up out in the world. How do we do this? And Yvonne has a teammate. Her name is Charity. And Charity was the one that got everything up um, and popping. And then on top of that, I had really good friends of mine that are authors. Um, and they were, they also like read the book like a thousand times. Um, as I was writing it, I would send them chapters and, you know, they would be like, oh, maybe put this here. Maybe, th- maybe add this or, oh, this is spelled wrong. Or, oh, the, you know, the, the apostrophe is supposed to be here. Or this comma is supposed to be here. Or, this hyphen is supposed to be here. Like, I didn't know any of this shit. Like the most stuff that I've written in the last 10 years of my life have been like Facebook posts <laughs> and blogs that like probably the grammar is terrible. And like, I was just like, whatever, you know, it's flying by the seat of my pants. And then on top of that all, with the book situation, I have my business manager, um, Kim Fox, who helps me, you know, curate my social media and helps me do things that I have no idea. Like, I didn't know how to shorten a long URL. She's like, yeah, you just do this, 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 and this. I'm like, fuck, I didn't know you could do that. So what I'm saying to you guys is, okay, you need to outsource. You need to ask for help. You can't do it alone. And I'm and obviously I'm using the book for today's podcast to like, you know, give you these examples, right? But this is a life example. This is like a you can use this in any facet of your life whether it's your um mo- being a mom, um work, entrepreneurism, like whatever it is, your spiritual life, like I don't care what it is, what of the six life makers and breakers that you can like pertain this to, you need help. You are not an island unto yourself. Take it from me, the bitch that thought she could just do everything herself. Well, guess what? That's why the book took three motherfucking years to to come out because I was dragging my labia lips on the damn ground because I didn't want to outsource because, and I, and you know how fucking scary it was for someone to read a manuscript? Like when I hired Shirley to be my editor And I remember sending her like the first like Google doc of the book. And I was like, oh, my God, this girl's going to think I'm the dumbest motherfucker in the whole entire world. Like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. It triggered me. It triggered my not enoughness. It triggered like all the times my teachers called me stupid when I was a kid. All the times that people told me I wasn't good enough or whatever. It was like literally opening my kimono, committing like Harry Carey. Okay, like. It was the hardest thing. But guess what? Every time that I flex that muscle of letting my authentic self shine and not judging what was going on, my life just got deeper and more meaningful and more beautiful and more rich. And then I got more confidence. So if you're like, oh, I could never write a book. I'm not that I'm not that smart. Yes, you can. If you have an amazing story, you have people that will help you with that. You know, I've been talking to Shirley about writing Matt's book 
about his adoption and about his um, life um, growing up in the 60s and the early 70s as a biracial child and being adopted from the home for little wanderers and all this stuff. And Matt's like, I can't write a book. I can hardly fucking spell. And I'm like, bro, we got we got people for that. Like, don't ever say you can't. So you really listen to what I'm saying today, guys. Like, try this. Like, try this week just to ask for help. Even if it's just like asking your child who's living at home with you right now because you're still maybe in quarantine to empty the dishwasher every morning. So that's like one less thing to take, you know, to check off your list every day and to help lighten your load. Okay. So that's the first thing that I, that I learned. It was very significant that you need help. You can't do it alone. And there's like my grandmother always said, there's a seat for every ass. So just because you don't know how to fucking copyright edit a book or you don't know how to create um, a book cover there's people for that. You just have to look and you just have to ask for help. So that's number one. Number two is I, I realized during this that peer groups are everything. You know, I talk about peer groups all the time on the Ambitious podcast. Uh, you want to have people in each facet of your life that is on your level, if not higher. Okay. And I mean that in every way, shape and form you want, if you're a mom and you want to be a better mom, you need to be friends with people who are like, the epitome of motherhood. If you want a beautiful marriage with your significant other, you need to be friends with people that have a beautiful, incredible, high vibrational, wonderful marriages, right? Because if you're surrounded by a bunch of assholes that have shitty fucking relationships with their significant others, most likely you're going to follow suit. And when people are in the shit pit of whatever they're in, whether it's, you know, they're in the shit pit of their health their relationships, their boundaries, your their spiritual practices, their money, whatever, you're going to get dragged into that shit pit with them. They're never going to help you to get higher. So I learned that during this book writing process that peer groups were so important. Uh, three peer groups that I really, really used the most during this were all three of my friends that were authors, that were already authors, best-selling authors. And it was Lorna Sleeper Brunel, who has been a mentor of mine for over 20 years. I Actually, 25 years. That's crazy. Hi, Lorna, if you're listening. Um, she is a uh, two-time author. Uh, and let me tell you, her books are both incredible. Her most recent book is entitled The Bowie Projects. You can get it uh, wherever books are sold. And it was about her mom, who Wanda, um, who passed away and from cancer. And it was about checking things off her bucket list with her mom. It was, it's the most beautiful book. And let me tell you something. Jen Vaughn, my, my beautiful friend, she's also a, a multiple author. I mean, she's authored many books Um, her newest book is the shadow kid, pick it up wherever books are sold. Incredible, incredible book. And then of course, Maureen Hancock, the medium next door, also, uh, an an incredible author. And what I would do is during this whole process, I would just text them and I would get on phone calls with them and I have coffee with them and I'd have lunch with them and I would talk to them and not in a way to pick their brains, right? Because I fucking hate that shit. Okay. Because people don't want you to pick their brains. It was just more like, you know, every so often I just like text Lorna and I'd be like, Hey, what did you do when you did your book? Like in this way? And she would be like, Oh, I did A, B, C, and D. And when she spoke to me or when Jen's, you know, spoke to me or, or Maureen, 
It was just like, so like, yeah, I just did this. I did that. And it was like nonchalant. Whereas if I asked like a friend of mine who had never gone through this, like what to do, they would probably shit their pants and be like, why the fuck are you writing a book? What a waste of time. That's crazy. Right. And I even have like some friends and some family members and some clients and colleagues that are like, oh my God, I could never write a book. That is like the death rattle of a friendship when they say things like that, because I want to be surrounded by people who nothing is too lofty for them. No goal is too crazy. No dream is too out there. No aspiration is like nuts. Like when I would talk to Lorna and Maureen and Jen, they would be like, yeah, no big deal. Yeah, just do this. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, thank you. So this is, again, for anything in your life, guys, peer groups are so important. So if, so for instance, like, you know, we talk about money mindset in the ambitious movement. So if you're surrounded by a bunch of people that are like, oh, I'm so broke or everybody's working for the weekend, like that kind of shit. Like they're just like every week they're just living paycheck to paycheck because they just blow their money on frivolous shit. You're probably going to have the same lack money mindset as they do. But if you hang out with a bunch of people that are talking about money and, you know, they they talk freely and openly about money and how much things cost and they talk about um, investing and saving and different things, you're going to have a high money mindset. You're going to have a high vibrational money mindset. But if you're hanging out with a bunch of broke hoes, you're probably going to be the, the, another one of the broke hoes in that group. So what the second thing that I learned is peer groups are everything. Get yourself some peer groups. We talk about this a lot in Ambitious the Book. Number three. Whew, this was a toughie. I had to stop caring. I had to stop caring about pissing people off. And there's a lot of things in the book that um, I talk about. Uh, one is the relationship that I've had with my mom and my dad, and it's only a paragraph long. And, you know, my, my, my familial relationship, and I love my mother and father, like I love them. Hi, mom and dad, if you're listening, Hey, what's up? I love you. But the opening of chapter five, I talk about how I've had a strained relationship with my, my family the past couple of years and how I'm working through it. And I talk about my experience being the daughter of my mom and dad. So I'm not going to let too much out. Read the book if you want to know what I'm talking about. Um, But during this time, you know, my mom was really scared of things that I was going to talk about because she obviously doesn't want to be embarrassed and she doesn't want, you know, us to put our dirty laundry out there. But I will say this to anybody, guys, like the truth shall set you free. And just because, you know, you speak your truth and someone else doesn't agree with what your truth is, it doesn't, it doesn't make it not valid, guys. It's your truth. It's your experience. So I talk about that in chapter five and it helped me heal so much. And my family and I are working on our relationship as we speak, which is really exciting And for the last couple of years, I have done deep inner child healing and deep spiritual work with experts um, to help me get over some of the shit from my childhood that I experienced. But guess what? If I didn't have these experiences, I would not be the person I am. I would not be ambitious. I would not be Katie motherfucking Boyd. I would have had a silver spoon in my mouth 
And I would have been a trust fund baby. And I would just probably be, you know, blowing fucking lines in Ibiza right now and shaking my ass and just being a fucking total dud and not helping the three-dimensional reality of Mother Earth level up. And I am so grateful for my experience being the daughter of Michael and Teresa Boyd. I am so grateful. And they're, they're amazing. But not everything was easy, right? But what is? And if everything was fucking easy, we wouldn't grow and evolve. And I was so afraid. And this is just one aspect of the book. But I was so afraid of hurting my parents. And, and um, I was so afraid of pissing them off. And then I had to get over that quick because I was like, if I hold back anything in this book about any experiences that I've ever had in my life, the people out there that follow the ambitious movement are going to see right through it like a wet piece of toilet paper. And I am going to be burned at the stake. And I tell each and every one of you to not give a fuck about the haters and to let shit go when it comes to pissing people off. You know, not everyone's going to like you. Not everyone's going to love you. Okay. That's been a hard pill to swallow because I am a fucking people pleaser. I want everyone to like me. I want everyone to love me. I want to be as, and special and enough and validated and important as we all do, right? But this book, writing of this book has really taught me like, Katie, if you're going to do something big, like put a fucking book out, people are going to fucking come for you. People are going to call you ugly and fat. Uh, they're going to call you stupid. They're going to say your writing sucks. They're going to call you all kinds of names. They're going to call you a whore. They're going to call you whatever the fuck. I don't know. <laughs> like it's the first time I've ever been called a hoe. Give me a break. Get in line, motherfuckers. <laughs> so the, I don't care because it, it's all about what I feel about myself. And I love myself because I've done so much fucking work on myself, guys. So we have to stop caring about pissing people off. And that's the third thing that I learned while writing ambitious. Number four, <laughs> time management is key. Again, I'm talking to you about life because I would, you know, I would dilly dally and I'd be like, okay, tomorrow I'm going to write. Like I was listening to this Tim Ferriss podcast. Tim Ferriss is a, a famous author and he wrote um, a couple books, but one is um, Tools of the Titans and another one is The Four Hour Work Week. And I think The Four Hour Body is his other book. And he has a great podcast, but he ha was interviewing this author that authored over like 90 books and he was an older man. And he said, how the fuck did you write 90 books? Like three books in the last 10 years and I'm exhausted. And what the guy said, he said in, in a voice just like this, he says, just write 200 crappy words a day. Right. And I'm like, oh, because what happens is if you sit down and write and you just say, okay, I'm just going to take an hour. And just try to bang out 200 crappy words, okay? You don't have to be perfect, just 200 words. What happens is you get your ass in the seat and all of a sudden it just starts pouring out of you divinely. And I started noticing that I was like, okay, whew, all right, Monday I have to sit for eight hours and write. And then Monday would come and I would get like one hour into writing and I would start being like, oh my God, this fucking sucks. Ah! And then I wouldn't write for like two weeks. And then I was like always behind the eight ball. And I started realizing, like, just say to yourself, okay, every day from this time to this time, I'm going to write. I'm going to just sit and write, or I'm just going to work out, or I'm just going to, you know, clean the house, or whatever the fuck your shit is, okay? Because we all have our little weird hangups of things that we just, like, procrastinate on. And for me, the last three years, it was, like, the writing. 
And then when the writing was done, it was like getting the team. And then when the team was compiled, it was like, you know, getting all these different things in play or like marketing the book or getting it up on Amazon or like how we're going to do like gift boxes and like all this crazy shit that we're doing with the book. But the time management is key. So you have to say, this is what I'm going to do. For me, it was like my big three. You guys know I always talk about the big three. So for me, it was like, okay, what are the three most important things, Katie, that you have to get done today that if you get done and you lay your head on the pillow tonight, you're going to feel like a badass bitch. And every day I would try to write, even if it was just for an hour. And that's what helped me the most. So time management, guys, is so important, but also giving yourself grace and having time for fun and relaxation. Because one thing I have a really hard time with is like relaxing. Like what is relaxing? I don't even understand it. Like I have to be always going, going, going. Like I can get 10,000 steps just walking in my house in a day. I'm not even joking you. Like my um, Apple watch, it's like crazy. Like I'll show Matt at the end of the day. He's like, you didn't leave the house. I'm like, I know I'm a psychopath, but I started realizing that I was like, okay, am I just like an overachiever or am I running from something? Right? So give yourself some grace, give yourself time to rest, rest, know when to push and know when to rest. That's my biggest thing. But time management, guys, is key to achieving anything big. And last but not least, don't quit before the miracle happens. You guys, there were so many fucking times, so many times. I literally could cry. Like my eyes are welling up right now just thinking of it and I'm getting like a frog in my throat. There were so many times in the last three years where I wanted to fucking give up. I was like, why are you writing a book? You're stupid. No one's going to read this. This is shit. This is trash. Who are you to be an author? Who are you to write? Like when I lost my manuscript, the almost 40,000 words, I could have easily given up easily. There were so many times in between the messy middle, I call it. So many times in between that I was like, this is such a fucking waste of time. This is a waste of time. This is a waste of money. This is a waste of effort. I don't need to fucking make a book to be rich. I am already wealthy. I'm already abundant. I don't need a book to make me wealthy. Why am I doing this? And I started to realize I'm doing this to catalyze. I'm doing this to wake people up. This is my mission. This is my purpose in life. This is why God and the universe put me here. This is why I chose to come down into this three-dimensional reality to awaken people all over the globe to step in their power and step into the age of Aquarius and really, truly be the head bitches in charge of their magical life, okay? And then at the end, (laughs) and then at the end, okay, you guys don't even fucking know the last month of my life, what it has been. So I'll give you a little story. So what we were supposed to do is we had this whole plan of action where all of my mistress minders, my ambitious 28-day protocolers, my ambitious 365-day protocolers, and my goddess gathering ladies were going to get the book three months, the hardcover book, three months before the pre-sale. Well, because of a little thing called COVID-19, as we all know, what takes a month actually took six. (laughs) So now we're working with Illumination PR in Manhattan. Emily Schuler, if you're listening, you are my savior. I love you and I love all the people at my PR company. Thank you so much for everything you guys have done thus far. And I know we're even going to make more magic together. But 
we're working together to get the book in other people's hands other than just like my inner sanctum of people. So uh, the whole thing was, okay, we're going to have these, this like whole unboxing experience where we have these like gorgeous boxes with like all this like gorgeous swag and you're going to ever, all these like influencers and celebs and all of like my inner sanctum people are going to get this gorgeous box that is so beautiful that they're going to unbox it on their social media and they're going to talk about it. And then they're going to be part of a private book club. And then once that was going to happen, we were going to have this like three month pre-sale um, so we can get on best-selling lists because not because I'm like, oh, I need to be a best-selling author to feel better about myself, but more because if you are a best-selling author, you can get the book into more hands of people, which will, i.e., catalyze more people to awaken. Okay, catch my drift. So now we're ordering these books. We're working with this like boxing company called Luxbox. We're doing all these different things, right? And nothing is working out. Literally, <laughs> I'm not used to this because I'm very OCD and I'm a perfectionist, but nothing, nothing was working out. Like every time we tried to do something, there was always like a bottleneck or a roadblock or a fucking tree fell in the middle of the road. Like it was just so crazy. So there was like so many days in the last like month and a half, guys, I literally cried myself to sleep and I wanted just to be like, fuck it. We're not going to do this. Fuck it. Fuck it. We're not going to do the book. We're not going to do the book. I kept saying that to myself. Matt had to talk me off so many ledges. I've had like several nervous breakdowns. Um, I've drank in my fair share of bourbon in the last couple months. I'm not going to lie. I've been, been a really fucking emotional wreck. And there were so many times that I wanted to give up. Then when we finally started to get some traction going, um, I hired a, a woman to get all of the eBooks up to, um, we wanted to start with Amazon Kindle first. And the whole thing was, is that we were supposed to, through putting it up on Amazon Kindle, we were going to do like this whole exclusive book club. And we're still doing it, by the way, but we're, we were doing this whole exclusive book club. And for anybody who bought the presale was going to get the introduction in the first chapter, like as like a little thank you. Well, Amazon doesn't fucking do that. I didn't know. Okay. I didn't know. I, I've never done this before. Okay. So she puts it up. And my couple of my girls who are my protocolers who bought the presale, they're like, oh my God, I got that presale. It's amazing. Oh. And I'm like, oh my God, show me, show me, show me, show me what it looks like. And they're like texting me and whatever. And I was like, what the fuck? They uploaded the entire book by accident. So like hundreds of people, the first day that it was up for presale, got the entire fucking book delivered to their Kindle and have, have read the entire book. <sighs> okay. Now you could say that's a total flop. It's a total fail. But then I started to realize, okay, Katie, what would you tell your girls that you coach? You would say, Kate, everything happens for a reason. What did you learn from this? Okay. Dawn Priest, my good friend, texts me one night and she's like, Hey, did you know that there's a thing on Amazon Kindle that can make the text larger? Yours isn't formatted that way. So what we had to do was we had to take the whole entire book down and it takes 72 hours to like reboot it and then it's re-uploaded the right way, okay? So we did that. But if I didn't let that book out, I would have never known myself that the text thing, the text formatting on the Kindle was wrong. So we got to fix it, which is really super exciting. So I could have just thrown in the fucking towel, but I was like, no, I trust the universe has my back. I did not come this far to only come this far. This is a blessing. This is a learning lesson. Okay, how do we how do we fix this? 
And that was the biggest thing because so many of you guys get, listen, when the going gets tough, the tough gets going. Here's all my cliches coming up. But, or my favorite one, and you guys know I say this all the time, the cockpit of a fighter jet always shakes and rattles the most right before it breaks the sound barrier. So when you're in the freaking cockpit of the jet and you're like, and the whole fucking thing is like feeling like it's going to fall apart, that's when you have to just squeeze your fucking core and squeeze your butthole tight and hold your breath because that is right when the universe is going to catapult you into success. And that's what happened. And if I had quit and just said, fuck it, I'm, I'm dumb, I'm stupid, who am I to be an author? I don't deserve this. I'm not worthy. Then Ambitious the Book would not be a reality. And th- this book is my, one of my things that I'm going to leave as my legacy. So after I die and I'm gone and I'm buried, you know, my ad- ashes are scattered wherever the fuck they are scattered, okay? This will be my one of my things that I leave as my legacy for, you know, future generations. So don't quit, guys, before the miracle happens because when it gets hard, that's right when you're about to level the fuck up. Okay? All right. Damn. That was I know this was a long podcast today, but I had a lot to say cuz that's how I roll when I'm sitting on the floor of my closet. <laughs> All right, so listen up, guys. If you go over to Amazon.com and you get the pre-sale of the book, if you have a Kindle, you are going to be part of, you're going to be part of um, a private book club where we are going to commune every week. I'm going to go live. I'm going to read parts of the book to you. You're going to be entered into a special sweepstakes. When you hear about the sweepstakes that we have for you, let me fucking tell you. The prize package is insanity. Let's just say whoever wins this is going to be hanging out with me at a five-star hotel in Boston for a full weekend of ambitiousness. Drinks, food, spa, 69 in each other. (laughs) Watching the Kardashians in our white robes brushing each other's hair. (laughs) No, seriously, though, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be mistress minding galore. Um, so get on over to Amazon, purchase the pre-sale. Um, it's going to be available in other modalities, but we're going to stagger, uh, the way that we let out the book in the next couple months. But just know that this book, if you take everything and you just one thing at a time, chunk away, chunk it down, chunk it down and, um, put these things into play in your everyday life, your life is going to be motherfucking unicorns and nipple tassels and corks shooting out of vuv bottles. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? So get on over, pick up your pre-sale. Don't forget to follow me if you don't already on uh, Instagram at Katie Boyd Ambitious and also get on over to Facebook and like our Katie Boyd Ambitious page. And if you purchase the pre-sale, um, get on over to my website and contact me and screenshot, screenshot a picture of your pre-sale and I'll be giving away prizes. Don't forget to also share the pre-sale on your Facebook and on your social media, tag all your friends, text people about it. Word of mouth guys is what is going to make ambitious truly a movement. I don't really believe in all this marketing bullshit and Facebook ads, which, you know, we'll do some like down the road, but like, I don't know, I'm just old school. And I feel like 
uh, word of mouth is the best thing because when someone says, hey, like Candice Marino, hey, I took all Katie's principles and precepts and I put this into play and I changed my fucking life. That is the best testimony for the book and the movement ever, ever. Until next week, see you next Tuesday. And don't forget to stay ambitious. Love you.